was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. You stupid monkey. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Welcome to the worst of times. I'm Jeffrey Gaucher. My guest today is comedian Andrew Hugh. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing okay today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is uh, good. You got me on a good day. Yeah, good. I've been trying to get you for a while. I think our schedule's finally <laughs> We're, we're out. both just so busy, Jeff, yeah, with so all of busy. our many endeavors. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. You uh, stand-up comic. Uh, yeah. You uh, also you used to also run a podcast as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I still have like all the equipment and yeah. the <laughs> domain and everything. And that's, I think about that's starting it up. the same as having a podcast. It, it's not, you know, it hasn't really <laughs> affected my listenership, actually not making the podcast, uh, not producing and not editing and not putting out. My numbers are only slightly down for my downloads, so. <laughs> yeah, that's probably And I'm getting about the same amount of like ad clicks the uh, revenue I'm oh, getting hey. from uh, Stamps.com has dropped off slightly. But, but I got to tell you, know. running no podcast as a pun- roast running a podcast um, has had very little impact on my brand mm. and my social mm-hmm. media following. It's just given me more free time. So that's you know you can't be can't be more free. So I'm here time. to tell you, uh, folks. If you're running a podcast, just stop. All right. And that's the show. All right. Thank you very much. That was the (laughs) worst of times. Yeah. You got what? Like a couple of months out of this. Yeah. I got like 10 episodes, I think. So that's 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 a a nice round round one. Yeah. Yeah. You want to stop there. You don't want to do some 11. Come on. Who does that? Who does 11? Because then somebody's like, hey, there's this new thing you like to catch up. Because I'm like that. It's like, oh, I can watch the whole series at once. It's not a huge investment. Mm -hmm. They canceled this quick. Yeah. And I mean, we should definitely like wrap it up. Oh, you know, yeah, there should be sure. we don't want to, no cliffhanger. Well, no, we do need a little bit of spoilers so in Ooh, case you want yeah. to do like a podcast movie down That's the road. That's true. Uh also give the fans a little something, you know, to kind of round out the whole uh series themselves in their head, you know, do do some head cannon on uh Oh yeah, happened. the Reddit page is going to blow up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. With with well, here's what I think the characters went yes, on to. Exactly. And... Does Alf actually go to Melmac? We don't know. We don't know. Actually, wait. I say yes. weren't there a movie? I think it, they made several movies, like not, I, like straight I, to straight to like ABC Family or something really? like that. Well, yeah. I missed. I was not allowed to watch ABC Family. Just, yeah, we were only allowed to watch uh, the Nashville Network and the Speed Channel. That's all oh, we could watch in my own. Oh, that's right. You grew up in Georgia. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> well, a lot of people grew up in Georgia who didn't have those upbringings. Yeah, so. I grew up in the very rural part of Georgia, mm. the very uneducated part of Georgia. Which is not redundant. <laughs> yeah. The stereotypical George. Yes. You're welcome for all the great hip hop, everyone. Hey, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yes. You're yeah. welcome for James Brown. Yeah. You're welcome for Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. You're welcome for Coca-Cola. Single handedly. Yes. That was you. That was you yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I will say the Coke does taste different in the Atlanta area. Uh, and maybe it's just in my head and I think so. something, but I don't know. Maybe the water's different. Yeah, but I mean, they're using different. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think the water's particularly good in Georgia. <laughs> it's true. It they, if you're like, different. oh, if you were getting coke in like somewhere like Iceland or New yeah. Zealand that is actually known for having nice pure water, oh, then man. maybe. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> uh, you know, in my time there, I don't remember specifically drinking Coca Cola in either of those countries. Yeah. I just the idea of having 
water that you don't have to be afraid of. That's (laughs) (laughs) they don't don't occasionally boil every once in a while just to drink it. Yeah. So for the listeners who are not from New Orleans, uh, we uh, are surrounded by water and it's Mm -hmm. all poison. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So all of the stuff that you dump in all of your rivers all over North America comes down here to us and we have a terrible infrastructure and sometimes uh, they just come on the news and like, Hey, don't drink the water. Don't go in the water. Mm-hmm. Don't bathe in the water. And so everyone just walks around yeah. stinky and dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, nothing beats being unwashed in fucking 112 degree yeah. August weather. Yeah. yeah. That's not good. And it's uh, a, everyone just takes a shower anyway. Yeah. As long that, as you're not like, you know, over 90 with open wounds, yeah. you're probably fine. <laughs> the number of times I've woken up, taken a shower, brushed my teeth, and then looked at the internet and was mm-hmm. like, oh, boil advisor. Oh, well, yeah. Probably should have looked at this before I got ready for work, but. Yeah, and I mean, the braining and aiding amoeba don't usually get actually into the city. That's usually in the outlying right. areas. Yeah. Legit problem, though. Yeah. So yeah. make sure if you're doing the neti pot, distilled water, you don't want to text, mm. take the braining eating, eating amoeba. And put, put them it right into your brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right into the yeah, brain. Just give them a, a real express lane to the brain. <laughs> I don't know how we ended up here, but... No. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the Blurst of Times. Yeah. It's basically it's like the an podcast, episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, it's the podcast that eats your brain. <laughs> right. It is. The brain-eating yeah. amoeba of podcasts. Which is kind of like the, the whole thing that The Simpsons, like if you look back, because oh, so many years ago mm-hmm. when it started, you know, the family all rushes home, they all run to the TV. Right. Because that's what that's how you just were rotting your brain yeah. and not being cultured. You were watching TV. Obviously, in 2019, everybody would run in and wouldn't come to the same room. They would all go to separate rooms yeah, and be on separate devices, and, stuff, yeah. and none of them would ever interact with each other. Right. So as much as they were trying to betray this terrible family who all just waste their lives away in front of the TV, they were doing that together. Yeah. They were watching the same program. Exactly. They were sharing a common experience. Who was it? Uh, was it George H.W. Bush who said that uh, we need uh, America to be more like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons or something uh, like that? That would check out because, yeah, he was the president, yeah. up until, and that's why he didn't get reelected. <laughs> yeah, that's Bad it. Bad mouth, the Simpsons. <laughs> so, yeah. You know who else who hated the Simpsons? Hmm. Bill Cosby. Ah, so bad people did not like that. the Simpsons. Mm. And, I think that's and who's they still standing? After. Who's yeah? Who has not been Me Too'd or a war criminal? The Simpsons. Mm. <laughs> well, okay, I, yeah, just just to, just they're okay with uh you know women, but white people, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, there there is that one thing. There's definitely some problematic stuff in The Simpsons, uh, right? I mean, obviously the whole Apu thing and everything, but uh, just the lack of non-yellow characters. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they can't be like, well, well, there's no white people on the show except yeah. Wendell, that one little kid who's pale as hell. Dr. Hibbert. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dr. Hibbert's wife, mm-hmm. Dr. Hibbert's children. Um, Carl. Carl. Bleeding Gums in yeah. your episode. Bleeding Gums Murphy. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, so, yeah, that is the episode you, uh, right. you chose is Moaning Lisa. Moaning from Lisa. Season one. This is mm-hmm. the oldest slash earliest episode you that we've done You can't get on much podcast. earlier. Yeah. You only have five options. Right. <laughs> yeah. One of which is the Christmas episode, which is great. Right. But... Uh, I'm not going to do that in August. Exactly. Wait, wait. I don't know when this is. Are we kayfabing Um, on when this is coming out? Probably be September. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, we're doing this right before uh, Jeffrey's wedding, Mm -hmm. and uh, this is this is actually the bachelor party. Yeah. Is we're we're just recording a podcast. It actually probably will come out 
right when we're on the bachelor party. So uh, this is such exciting stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure everyone. Although to be fair, ninety percent of the people who listen to this will probably be at that bachelor party. Yeah, I was guess most of the people <laughs> listening to this probably already know you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I hope no. That's... We have decent listenership. Well, but but, but, uh, but we're gonna bring in my fans. Yes. Who maybe exactly. un- who might not be as familiar. We might not. With you. you know, we have some overlap, but. Mm-hmm. You know, that Venn diagram is not a complete circle, so... Yeah, well, I mean, I've traveled more. I've been to the places where right. you can drink the water, so... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to reach out to my international fan base. Right. Oh, man. Huge in uh, Madagascar. Ooh, Lemurs nice. really like yeah, me. Yeah, big, big lemur um, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so... I haven't money... seen the Avengers. Don't spoil that oh, for me. Yeah, with <laughs> yeah lemur right. man. Ooh, I can't wait till that one comes out. That's a good one. Uh, so, Moaning Lisa, Season 1, Episode 6. This is... Uh, it's a really good episode. Like I agree. Top to bottom. Uh, the first thing that stands out, obviously, and we kind of briefly talked about this the other day, uh, the difference in animation and the voices. It's is... so... The voices... Uh, I think there's less talk about there, so we'll go with that first. The voices, it kind of sounds like your friend who does really good impressions, because you're like, oh, man, yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. almost exactly like Homer. That sounds almost exactly like Bart. Because they all kind of changed. I think the one who's changed the least is Yardley Smith, because that's just her voice. Yeah, and she does just only Lisa. Lisa, except for maybe a couple of side characters mm-hmm. here and there, one-offs. But generally, yeah, she's just got yeah, one even, thing to do. Like Nancy Cartwright hadn't quite got to the Bart that we right. Well, I say no today, but you know, new twenty years ago. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit more throaty, I think. Like yeah. it's more in the back of her throat as opposed to the nasally modern Bart. I think. Yeah, and the the Homer's the one that's been most t- talked about the most. That, oh, you yeah. know, in the early seasons when he still sounds like Walter Matthau, oh, and then became the Homer that we know and love. Maggie didn't really change much. Yep, no. Maggie pretty consistent. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, other than that, we didn't get a lot of the. They hadn't really flushed out the cast yet at this yeah, point. Yeah, there's really so. no... I mean, they don't even have... You know, Grandpa's not in there or no. anything like that. Uh, we get an appearance by Mo, Mo, and he sounds pretty similar. Yeah. We there's, see Barney, but... We see Barney, he, he doesn't, doesn't speak, speak, and he uh, looks different. Looks different. Lighter hair. His mm-hmm. hair's the same color as his skin. He's, yeah, he, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, he's got the, <laughs> the, the immediate Simpsons family yeah. kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. It's also the first time we see Ralph Wiggum, who oh, also does right. not speak. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's in the arcade. And they um, mentioned the rumpus room, but don't show it. The, yes. <laughs> That's another thing that is uh, about this. Yeah, they, I, I don't think they ever mentioned the rumpus room again. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's the, like shown, I think, in one episode, maybe yeah, two. Yeah, because you – the actual – the layout, the floor plan of The Simpsons' home has always been kind of a mystery to me. Oh, yeah. It's like it, – I know that there is like an official layout, but – it's kind of it's liquid. kind of like the city of Springfield. Like Springfield, if it needs to be yeah. on the coast, it's on the coast. If it needs to be in the mountains, if there needs to be sometimes a desert Moses next door. down the street from the Simpsons, yeah. sometimes it's across town. Exactly. Like, yeah. They just they. I think the household is uh like I don't know, The Matrix or uh, <laughs> another one of those movies where things change. Yes, <laughs> uh, I couldn't think of that other one. Um, there mm. was another movie that came out. <laughs> Ellen Page was in it. It was good. Oh, uh, um. Yep, I know what that you're talking about. Yeah. Where they can change stuff with their mind. Uh-huh. Can picture it. Uh, mm-hmm. I know I saw it. Right. Anyway, so. Yeah. At any rate, yeah. Tied references. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> you need at least one point in every podcast where the listener can be okay. like, oh, you oh, idiot. Yes, exactly. It's this thing. How do you not know this thing? So there you go, folks. That well, was your good point, news too. For them, yeah, you're listening uh, device. This podcast is mostly just that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, so the animation is quite different. I think. 
obviously the characters all look a little different, mm -hmm. but the thing that is more noticeable is the world that they're in. And uh, it's the, like the lines are thicker. It's different. Yeah. Uh, but what you know, it's the lack of details. They don't care as much about the stuff in the background. I noticed a lot of um, little tiny minor goofs, uh, mm -hmm. like uh, like when Homer and Bart are playing the video game. Mm -hmm. uh, Homer is mashing on the button for the joystick, but the button is on the opposite side of where his thumb is pressing on it. And then they cut away to Bart, then they cut back to Homer, and the button is in the correct spot underneath his thumb. So it's like a lot of those little tiny th details that don't matter. The first time but... you see Marge, she's wearing a white necklace. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Like Lisa and then has, the, but... Right, and then the next scene, it's red again, yeah. like it is for the remainder of the series. Right. That's, uh, yeah, it's, I, I, I like those little tiny things, you know, just because they are so new there and like, because of and a lot of that because of that i think you don't get as many sight gags because they're not paying yeah. as much attention there's only really the only time you get sight gags is when homer goes to the arcade right yeah uh, because you get all the all the goofy names yeah, yeah the one called eat my shorts yeah. the, uh, the um, escape from grandma's house and the best of course uh, who knows was, the, what was robert the, goulet destroyer yeah <laughs> obviously <laughs> which uh, which is great they must have Somebody on on staff must really like Robert Goulet because there is that episode where he's actually on the show where like Bart, Bart opens up the, the casino, casino. yeah, in mm -hmm. the treehouse, yeah. Vera said that, uh, or maybe just one of those they just like Robert. Yeah, I wonder if they knew Robert Goulet or like we're just yeah. gonna keep mentioning him until yeah. he comes and then on eventually, the show. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to do it. Robert Goulet, Robert Goulet, Robert Goulet. Um, I think it's more like Harry Shearer. Yeah, Harry, Harry Shearer. Shear. Yeah, he's Shear. probably he's probably down the street right now. <laughs> like yeah. he's always in town. Well, he lives here. So. Yeah. yeah. He's got a, and he's got a podcast that he does out in New Orleans. I mean, it's just it, it's yeah, there's that, no reason for you guys. You should go on his podcast absolutely. and talk about politics and the environment. Yeah. And he should come on here and talk about the job he's had for thirty years. <laughs> yeah, no, I know that's kind of that would be so weird, especially like with the second half of this podcast is most of the time shitting on that work. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> my one cool Harry Shear story, mm -hmm. and I didn't bring him up just to share this story, no, no, no. but I'm going to now. Uh, so, a couple of years ago, every year in March, they have a Tennessee Williams Literary Festival. Right. Tennessee Williams, obviously, spent a large portion of his life in New Orleans, mm -hmm. wrote plays about New Orleans. Uh, you may have seen some of them. Mm -hmm. And he, so, for one of the events they were having, uh, they had Dick Cavett in. Because okay. Dick Cavett did a very famous interview with Tennessee Williams. And so they showed parts of the interview. Dick Cavett told stories. No. And it was just Dick yeah, Cavett that being Dick Cavett. Yeah. And I was like, I'm on board for this. So a friend of mine, uh, I don't know her title. She's Big Wig uh, <laughs> with the Tennessee Williams Literary Festival. Okay. You know, she's a big wheel down at the literary factory. All right. <laughs> and so she got me on the guest list for this. And so it's at the Hotel Monteleone. And I go in and I walk in. And as I'm walking in, I see walking up the same time. I was like, oh, no, that's Harry Shear. Yeah. And he kind of blends in because he dresses very much like right. an old guy tourist. It's like Hawaiian shirt. I was going to say, hat. yeah, very jazz festy. Very yeah. jazz fest. Yeah. Like not during jazz fest right. all year round. <laughs> yeah. That's his aesthetic. So I actually get the door. He walks in for me. Nothing else. I'm like, cool. I just got the door for Harry Shear. Yeah. And we get up to the table. And he goes up to the table. He's like, uh, yeah, I wanted to get into the Dick Cavett thing. And they're like, well, it's like, what's your name? And I'm like, oh, it's like <laughs> Harry Shear. Like, oh, we don't have you on the list. And they're like, well, go over there to that table and talk to whatever the woman's name is. Yeah. They knew her name. I don't right. know the story. And then I just walk up right behind him like, yeah, Andrew Heelan. They're like, okay, right here, Mr. Heelan. I go in. It's like the one time in my life that will be more important than Harry Shearer. So. That's amazing. <laughs> Try to beat me out by coming on this podcast and get more downloads yeah. than me, Harry. Mm -hmm. and that's you got, your challenge. Hey, you got on here before him also. So, yeah. you know, that's uh, 
No easy feat. <laughs> no. That's two times I've beaten you here yeah. this year. <laughs> Suck on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is... Um, I really enjoy this episode a lot because uh, a common thing I talk about all the time on this podcast is how much I really, really love the episodes that have like a lot of heart and depth to them and aren't just... Like, I love episodes that are just... Hey, let's have a silly good time right, right now. Like that's actually the newer episode we mm-hmm. did was very just goofy. Uh, but this, uh, I, it's just the way they actually kind of tackled depression and uh, and 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 that sort of thing. Um, I don't want to necessarily say like mental illness because they don't really get into that so much. No, they don't but... really. They just say sadness the whole <laughs> right. time. They never yeah. say the word depression. Right, right. And they don't even really Which get I guess into in 1989. Not really a thing somebody's going to say on TV. Yeah, and that was and this was. Once again, this is very. This is the sixth episode of the yeah. series, and the like first time 90, they really yeah. went for one that was not just laughs. Right. Yeah. The first time they tried to do something. Else. Also, the first time, probably not coincidentally, the episode was centered around Lisa. Right. Yeah. And I would say, uh, good point about the laughs, because like, there's, I didn't take a whole lot of notes on like lines from the episode where I'm like, oh, that was so funny. I but think there's some winners. Though. I will say. There's not a whole lot of jokes in this episode, no. but the jokes that are there are laugh out loud, like, holy shit, that was so funny. Like, yeah. I mean, you you walked in when I was finishing up watching the episode, and we were just laughing, and you've watched the episode probably 14 times this week, and uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. No, it, it's all for memory. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was just so fun. I mean, there's so many good lines in there. I mean, Bleeding Gums Murphy, I wish he had more dialogue because, like, the lines I have for him are just so funny. Uh, like the uh, oh, it's like how he explains how he gets his name, which yeah. is like oh, bleeding gums. How do you get that? He's like, well, you know how you go to the dentist. I haven't. <laughs> like it's just so funny. Yeah, and he gives that little bit of insight, and I don't know. It's I enjoyed this episode for many reasons. It's always stuck to me. This seems like a a very hipstery kind of thing to say, but mm-hmm. Lisa was the Simpsons character always most identified with, uh-huh. and. I don't think because, not necessarily because of her ideals or anything, but her relationship to her family and how, while she loved them, mm-hmm. she really just didn't have a lot in common with them. Right, right. And I kind very of a much black get sheep that. In a way. Yeah, but also kind of a white sheep. Right, yeah, actually, yeah. I guess, <laughs> Whereas, yeah like, a they family look at her, of black sheep. Yeah. yeah, and then we're, and she doesn't, you know, she would definitely like defend her family and love mm-hmm. them and everything for them. But she's end of the day, she's like, "Well, here's the stuff I'm really into. Right, here's right. the stuff you're really into." But then at the same time, there's parts of Lisa that are very much parts of them. Mm-hmm. While she definitely wants to go, you know, see the sympathy, sympathy, symphony, <laughs> and she does have sympathy for people, uh, and she wants to go to the jazz club and the art museum and all of this stuff. She still gets really excited about, you know, going to the air show, right? Watching Itchy and Scratchy, the, uh, Bart making truck prank rally. phone calls, the monster yeah. truck rally. Like Lisa still really enjoys this stuff, but mm-hmm. then she Itchy has all of these other things beyond that. And I always just really, um, yeah, I felt, I saw a lot of myself in Lisa, or a lot yeah. of Lisa and myself. I'm not sure which is the appropriate way to put that. <laughs> but she was the character that I always identified with the most. Bart was the cool one. Right, Homer right. was the fun one. Mm-hmm. Marge was the mom. Yeah, the, but, the reasonable, but, yeah. you know. But Lisa's the one that I was like, I get what you're going yeah. through. You know, I would have to say, you know, looking, it through, looking at the show through that lens, uh, Lisa is probably the most dynamic character in the family, uh, if not yeah. the show. And uh, she's she's one of the few that goes through actual.
actual growth. Right. And it gets weird. Canon for a, sh- you know, she's been in the second grade for 30 years now. Right. But, you know, she, one of the, and another, like, one of my favorite episodes is where Lisa becomes a vegetarian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's a thing that actually sticks. I mean, so many mm-hmm. other times, you know, Homer gets a job for a week or, yeah. you know, they've got a new friend who only comes in for an episode. Mm-hmm. Lisa became a vegetarian in that episode and she's still Stayed a vegetarian. Whole, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 20 something years right. later. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, I think, wasn't that a requirement of uh, Paul McCartney being on the episode? Like, he said I, something like, if she like if she becomes a vegetarian, she needs to stay a vegetarian I, if I'm going to be on it or something like know. that. I don't know. I don't know. I think I've read that. I don't know if that's a true thing or not. But I could maybe see Paul McCartney being like, look, I'll do the show, but if you're going to make her a vegetarian... She's got to say vegetarian because I don't want her to like go back to eating meat after well, I, I mean, leave the show. Also, just renege on that. What exactly. are you gonna do? Yeah, Not undo the episode, yeah. Paul? Yeah, Paul McCartney's gonna be like, no. Actually, no, here's your would, money back. No, <laughs> what no he would do is show. just go buy the rights to The Simpsons That's and then re-edit that episode <laughs> yeah. and put his name at the top of the credits. You uh, know, just stuff that Paul McCartney God, he does. Could do that. Yes. Yeah. He probably could, especially now that like Disney owns Fox. I'm sure Disney's like, yeah, we'll offload The Simpsons. We don't need this. Like, we're fine. <laughs> also, it should be dead. Uh, God, it is uh, thirty years. That's insane. But yeah, because uh, I didn't. I start like I remember. You know, I watched the first night. Not just the first night Tracy Ullman show premiered, premiered the first oh, yeah, night. You're a few the, years older yeah, than me, so yeah. like you actually. So like 1987, the the day the Fox Network became an actual thing. Yeah. And at that point, they had literally two shows, and so their first night they just showed Married with Children and Tracy Ullman back to back, and then the next hour showed them back to back, and the next hour showed them back to back. They just that's it, and so yeah, from that remember that, and then. Definitely was excited when they were going to do this the Christmas episode, yeah. and then when the series started, it right. was like, "Oh, I'm already on board. I like, I'm interested in these characters, and I love Tracy Ullman. Right. So, knew and though the voices were coming over to this, so yeah, yeah, I kind of, I had obviously because you know I was born in '84, so uh, you know, very young, uh, <laughs> right? Not not conscious of the world around me uh, when uh, you know when Tracy Ullman was really on, uh, but I do remember going back. After the fact, like, uh, I think um, Comedy Central was airing mm-hmm. Tracy Ullman for a while. And I remember, like, over the summers, being home from school and watching Comedy Central and watching that. And, like, the first – I didn't know that The Simpsons started as oh. a clip. Like, this was – I mean, this was probably mid-90s. So I was probably, like, 10 or something like that. And uh, and I, I did know. And we're watching the Tracy Ullman show. And then they go to one of the shorts. And I was like, whoa, holy crap, it's The Simpsons. And then, like, they just kept splicing it throughout the episode. I was like, wow, this is, I had no idea that this was the birth of The Simpsons. Uh, and I, I, mean, I don't even think I realized that the Tracy Ullman show was, like, before the Simpsons series, I was just, I thought maybe yeah, there was a it's weird on cross. TV, yeah, whatever. like, I'm 10, I don't really Like, I know understand. Andy Griffith was a long time ago, yeah. it's in black and white, exactly. but this thing. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm 10 years old, I don't really understand, you know, how television works. I barely know how it works now, <laughs> other than how to turn it on. Yeah, I know how uh, mine works, I'm at another yeah. person's house and they have a different remote, <laughs> oh, we're gosh, just yeah. not Mm-mm. watching TV. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, so... That's pretty cool that you actually got to see the progression of The Simpsons from the start. So, you so whereas The Simpsons have been, I mean, I am older than The Simpsons by five years, but uh, but yeah, it's not. I'm, yeah, it's it's just like at five, you were jumping in. 
I wasn't watching. I, no, I was not watching The Simpsons at five years old. Um, it was probably, if I had to guess, probably about seven or eight when I started watching, like third grade, maybe. That seems probably so right. So you, 91, 92. So you would have been watching when it was on Thursday nights. Is when yes, you it was Thursdays when yeah. I started watching it. When yep. they decided, we're taking on the Cosby mm-hmm. show. Yep. And so <laughs> maybe that, that's why Bill Cosby didn't like. <laughs> oh, no, that's it. Yeah. There was, uh, there was, a, I, there was a, one of those dumb like radio parody songs i remember uh to really just encapsulate the time uh a parody you know so done to the theme of can't touch this by mc hammer called don't watch that by mc homer (laughs) and it was homer imploring people not to watch the cosby show a bad impersonation (laughs) of homer of course it's it's on the internet go find it on the youtube it's out there so oh that's amazing i'll i'll splice it in in this episode in editing don't watch that. Get away, man. Don't watch that. Bill Cosby's TV show. So bad. Makes me say that I'm being had. Well, thank you for showing me. If you watch Bill's show, you're dumber than a tree. Hey, Bart. Unplug the TV. You'll learn about life from looking at me, not Cosby. Turn it down another notch. Because it's a show that you can't watch. He's such a wiener. Don't watch that. They're worse than the Brady's. Don't watch that. I'll give you a jello pudding pop. Don't watch that. Stop. Former time. Give me- uh, that's, oh man, that's what, I mean, and they do, they, wow, I'm thinking about all these references where they rag on Cosby, like, a lot. Like, not mm-hmm. so much Cosby, but the Bill Cosby, the character, the show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for- Dr. Hibbert, in a lot of ways, is Dr. Huxtable. Yeah, down uh, to the sweater. Oh, and the yeah, absolutely. And then they've had the episodes where, like, uh, you know, Homer's watching TV and the Cosby show comes on and they're just making fun of, like, the pudding pops and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, the very generic stuff that, like, has nothing to do with this TV show. But Yeah, because it was, like, Fox's first show, The Simpsons of Fox's first show to get into the top ten yeah. in that first season. And then they immediately were like, all right, we're taking you off Sunday at 8. We're moving you to Thursday right. at 8 up against this NBC primetime jugger. And Cosby at that time was still like a top five show. Yeah. And they got crushed. And their family is like, you know, wholesome. And they're like, you know, they're, they're, they are loving and care. they fight, but they're, they're loving and caring. And the Simpsons are like crude and Bart's, the, you know, yeah, and kind the president of a was telling you that they're bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Cause he said, eat my shorts. And that was the worst <laughs> thing a child had ever done. You a child it? was not completely obedient and subservient yeah. to its parents in mm-hmm. all situations. Yeah. Society was crumbling. It's like, I mean, he's basically just a jacked up version of Dennis the Menace. I mean, oh, yeah, it's I mean, the that's... natural progression. They even yeah. joke on that at some point, right? Later exactly. In the yeah, show. um, it was with, um, was it Flange? No, oh, um, it was jo- the George Bush episode, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is all we coming together, coming back around. <laughs> Well, yeah, you just get two Simpsons nerds in a room, and they'll just keep talking and I making know. enough reference <laughs> yeah. until everything ties back into a Simpsons episode. Yep. So it's uh, it's like there's got to be like how like anytime an internet argument turns to uh, you know Hitler, that's you know it that's the Godwin Godwin's law. Yeah. There's got to be something like that for Simpsons references. Sure, the Gaucher's law. There yeah, we go. There it is. It's done. Gaucher's law. We could call it Graining's law. We could give it to him. Eh. Yeah, he's got. He's enough. got enough. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Give yeah, me if you're money. gonna do this. You're gonna be like at the altar at your wedding. You're gonna be like, oh, this is that time when like remember Har- Marge and Homer got married for the second time, and I'm getting married for the second time. And, like if it's yeah. your first man, then yeah. And then Mary Devon's going to slap you and oh, walk yes. away, and we're gonna be like, uh, still an open bar, right? Okay, right. cool. Yeah. All right, we'll come I mean, on, Jeff. Paid for. We'll hug you. 
Sorry about this rough day. Yeah. But let's get drunk, man. Yeah. I might as well. Yeah. yeah. Some booze is already paid for. Yeah. I'm in a nice suit and it's uh, free booze. Especially free because I didn't pay for it. She walked away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. but I want to get uh, so some, some little details about this that mm-hmm. I noticed uh, on this episode. Obviously, a lot the opening credits are drastically different, so right down different. to the font. And even different, like not just different from what they are now, but different than what they were during like season prime two. time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, from Bart stealing the bus stop, and so then the bus just doesn't stop there. <laughs> yeah, and everybody uh, goes running, chasing yeah. the bus. And yeah. I was like, ah, as someone who uses the New Orleans Regional Transit, Regional Transit Authority, reason, I was like, yeah, that, that seems about right. <laughs> yeah. like, well, there wasn't a sign there. Stop. Or there is a sign, and just like, nah. Yeah. Uh, Lisa's toothpaste, and I don't know if this was on purpose to set the tone for the episode in the first scene, is called Glum. <laughs> That's great. I like that. Um, I did notice that the Simpsons pull their toilet paper from the top. So they're not monsters. Ah, doing see, that I, I do underneath, but that's because of the cats. Uh, when they ah, spin fair. the roll, it yeah. flips around and doesn't fair. unravel. Fair. Well, the, it's and the Simpsons. For practical reason. I can't remember at this point. Do they, do have, they a have a cat? I don't. Uh, I don't think so. At this point in the series. Yeah, because this is between Snowball one and two. Yeah, because they didn't get a cat. There was no cat when they got Santa's little help no. in the first episode. So yeah, there's no cat currently. Uh, they're fighting over the bathroom, which is just a sitcom yeah, staple. Very, and I, yeah. once again, as we get into the floor plan of The Simpsons, Homer is trying to get in, mm-hmm. which means at this point, Homer and Marge didn't have their own master right, which bathroom. Don't they have? Yes, yeah, they do. They okay, do. thought so. But they hadn't put that in yet. Yeah. I don't know. And maybe Marge was using that one, and so maybe. I mean, to be fair, my no, parents... Marge was downstairs oh, making breakfast. Right. Yeah. And then home, saying, this is another thing that oh. have a master bathroom in theirs, but my dad uses that one. My mom uses the hall bathroom because it's bigger, and they just redid it and everything. But yeah, also their kids don't live there anymore, exactly. so it's yeah. all their bathroom. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Homer is worried about being late to work, which is something yeah. you wouldn't see. And at this point, episode six, he'd already been fired at least once. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. That's the impetus of the first episode. <laughs> right. So he, uh, yeah, but he's worried about being late and he can't yeah. find his keys. I like um, it's a lot of the stuff with like the Lisa being depressed. Uh, I thought it was very interesting. Um for one, like when Lisa says she's too sad to play dodgeball, mm-hmm. and the gym teacher just laughs at her, and it's like, how can you be too sad to play dodgeball? And it's funny because it's like Lisa, it being in second grade, probably doesn't have the language to, especially in the late eighties, early nineties, to express like what she's feeling is actually depression, and it's something way more than just like having a bad day. Like it's this right. long term thing, and all she knows is to say. I feel sad. And so, of course, somebody's like, like when Homer's like, well, she's not crying. She's She's not. Yeah, she's not crying. And then Homer later, because and that's, you know, in his head. And that's a thing that I think, obviously, this is 1990. This was written in, I'm assuming, in 1989. Sure. Uh, But even today, people, I mean, I know I sometimes struggle with this when I'm trying to express how I'm feeling. And, you know, with people around me who I know suffer from sadness and depression mm-hmm. and trying to talk about it. And it's not always an easy thing to communicate because it, right. it affects everyone differently. Yeah. And even so Homer's like, well, you're not crying, so yeah. you're not sad. Exactly. And then where he even gets it where it's. It's not that he doubts Lisa, but he's like, oh, I feel things too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm going crazy. <laughs> right. And to Homer, like, these are emotions. These mm-hmm. are things you feel. But he doesn't understand. I feel like he's a lot of people get that. Like, oh, you watched a movie. You're sad. Right. Someone died. You're sad. But mm-hmm. wh- you're sad. 
just because, just because you woke up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just like, I'm just mm-hmm. sad today. Yeah. Nothing happened to make me sad. Mm-hmm. I'm just sad. Yeah. And I'm just going to kind of be sad. And I, just, yeah. And finding the words to explain that, or it, it, there really aren't any. Because, like, I mean, for me, when I get like that, I'm not one of those, like, I can't get out of bed. You know, I'm I, like, you know, type depressives. Like, I'm just completely sulky and like i'll go now i'll be on the couch all day and do nothing right uh and i get a little you know i'll get a little short-tempered too uh every little tiny thing will annoy me uh and uh but it's like just a general malaise uh not i I will not eat sometimes like when i'm at that level of depressed um so like yeah, it's it, it manifests differently in in different people, and uh, I think that I kind of like the way that they show Lisa's is like she's not like clinically depressed, like she's no. you know she's still going to school. She just doesn't get the point of anything. She's kind of having an existential crisis at right. you know eight years old, and she expresses that. And I think it's a thing for someone of that age when you kind of just start first start realizing mm-hmm. that. There's especially bad someone as in intelligent world. as Lisa, right. she latches onto these ideas a little bit yeah. earlier, and she definitely feels that there's people out there who are sad, and mm-hmm. she can't help them, and there's right. you know people who are suffering, and she wants to help them, and there's yeah. nothing she can do, and there's nothing anybody can and do, and I think that's and well, I, I, yeah, but and it's yeah, but she yeah, and so it's not it's not just her; she's having that general sadness along with the existential crisis. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she talks about like, you know, there's people suffering in, you know, other countries and things like this and da da da. She's like, you know, like what how can we go to sleep when all this other bad stuff is happening? Yeah. Which and is I, like, yeah. It, and I, mean, I was literally like, Oh yeah, that's me many uh-huh. days today. Yeah, yeah. I right. mean things are, you know, pretty grim around the globe right now. Uh you know, not not to just mention our own country, but yeah. like and it's it's tough. It's hard, like but being like, yeah, like plan like you're also engaged like mm-hmm. we're planning weddings and right. like the world is literally on fire right now yeah and we're like gotta plan a wedding though and it's like it seems silly when you look at it on that scale but it's also like you do have to like I, there's nothing i can do right this second you still need to live your life but also do things to like you know you know yeah canvas for a candidate that you believe in or phone bank for him or something like that and you know go to protests and stuff but like what are you going to do in the meantime? <laughs> like you still have to go to work. You still right. have to, and you, still you know, have live to your life. Like have a li- because it's while you want to help all these other people, you yourself have to have, you know, something to live for. Right. And <laughs> yeah. What's the point of fighting if you have nothing to fight for? Yeah. That's a- Damn, that's the most real shit that's ever been discussed right. on this podcast. Well, I think we knew going into this episode. <laughs> yeah. we, oh, we, we were definitely going to open some doors. I love how Bleeding Gum, uh, he, he kind of puts it in perspective a little bit. I don't think Lisa catches it right away. But when he sings his blues uh, lines on the bridge, and then Which she Which is the sings, same bridge where Homer tried to kill himself. That's right. Yes. Oh, wow. That's a good point. Tie it into uh, Simpson's depression. Mm-hmm. That's it's probably the depression bridge. That's uh, I wonder if there's more episodes where people are sad and they're walking across that bridge or something. Or if they just forgot about that early that's on. That's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then Lisa sings her lines and it's just about like how her brother's annoying. Her mom gave away her cupcake. Her dad's kind of an oaf. Like, you know, when you're eight, 
are big deals, mm-hmm. but Bleeding Gums being like, hey, you played pretty well for someone who doesn't have a lot of problems yeah. or a lot of real problems. Yeah. And him being like, you know, uh, an older black guy, like, he's had some real shit. He's oh, yeah. dealt with some stuff. He lived through the civil rights era. Like, he's he's dealt with some horrible shit, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Probably. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I could think of a better word. Uh, and Lisa's just like, yeah, I'm made. But it, like, I like that he acknowledges that, like, he didn't like shit on her and be like, no. you don't have any problems. He's like, no, she's eight. Of course, these are the problems that she has it's right the now. Biggest. And I mean, I think everybody can look back. You look back to like when you were in college mm-hmm. and, you know, the snap under some relationship you didn't go through or some, you know, award you were, whatever it was you yeah. did in high school, whether you were an athlete or you were on the robotics team, which I don't consider sports, so they're not <laughs> athletes, or you were, you know, quiz bowl, whatever it yeah. was that you did, you were competing in something at that point. That was the most important thing in your world. And if you didn't win, you were devs. Right. I think back to like, I still sometimes will, you know, just get bad feelings about wrestling matches I lost in high school. <laughs> yeah. Then there's also the point of me goes, yeah, but that didn't matter. Right. But I also know that like when I was 17, nothing mattered more. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, I mean, hell, I, I'll i go back and uh, re- reread lyrics that I wrote for my high school band. <laughs> and like at the time, I remember like being like, man, this is like deep stuff. And I'm looking back and I'm like, Okay, not only are these not deep lyrics, but like I'm writing, like I'm treating like this girl I dated for like three weeks as like, oh God, I, you know, the mother of my children was run over by a bus. And it's like, no, I just, we stopped holding hands. Like that's, like that's, it's not, but at the time, that's so devastating because it's like, oh, first real Uh. girlfriend. And like, it's like, no, we just, you were like 15 years old. <laughs> you moved on. Yeah, because I remember, and that's the thing too, is Lisa having someone to talk to. It's Bleeding Gums Murphy. It's this, it's a, this uh, jazz man. Right. As Marge as calls Marge him. Goes, yeah. Get away from that she, jazz man. And she's like, it's nothing personal. Yes. I just fear the unknown. Right. <laughs> but she, um, she has somebody to talk to about her problems and somebody who's actually going to listen. Yeah. And some people need to talk about stuff and other people don't. I remember when I was, Probably right around Lisa's age. Uh, Ed going, I don't know, like I said, I identify with Lisa in a lot of ways. And there's a middle child thing that Marge kind of touches on, too. Mm-hmm. She's like, Bart, you're such a handful. Maggie needs so much attention. And we're like, oh, Lisa, you're smart. You don't get in trouble. Yeah, Everything's you're, you're fine. You're going to be fine. You're going to get gonna... a good job and you're going to yeah. be happy. It'll so be we're fine. We're not going to worry about you as much. I identify with Lisa. Mm-hmm. And she... Uh, but like, I remember a time, like she had Bleeding Gums Murphy to talk to. I took... The only way I knew how to reach out to someone, I wrote a letter to the editor to Highlights Magazine. <laughs> That's amazing. It didn't get published. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it was basically just me being like, hey, you know, it seems like my parents treat me differently and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was me. I think now in 2019. Did they no. Oh, man. I think now in 2019, if, if someone in Highlights read that, they'd be like, okay, we at least need to write this kid back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make sure him. that nothing else happens besides this yeah. letter. <laughs> and it probably, I'm sure, in the letter was much more doom and gloom than my sure. life actually was. But at the same time, I was, you know, eight years old. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Highlights Magazine was my source of <laughs> That's, journalism. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I won't be a goofus. So you went to the dentist on a regular basis, at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we, yeah unlike Bleeding Gums Unlike Murphy. Bleeding Gums, yes. yeah. God, everything's coming back to gums. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a thing. Bleeding Gums Murphy also just a stand-in for our failing health system. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Man absolutely. can't get basic dental care. But no, Lisa, yeah, just having someone to reach. And then discovering, 
Uh, and a couple a couple of big changes are one she on the bridge discovers because I think up to that point she had played music, but mm-hmm. she had not really. It was I think most people when you start art, you just you don't immediately start creating your own stuff. Yeah. You start, you know, if you're a, a painter, you paint stuff that looks like this. Mm-hmm. You you know, paint the turtle. Yeah, she like got the, the Oh, by the way, to tie through. yeah, to tie it into the Simpsons, one of my college roommates won a butterfinger contest for like drawing like <laughs> Simpsons characters oh, and that's like awesome. sending it in. He won a big screen TV. And oh, now wow. he's had two different animated series that have been picked up and taken to series that's awesome. so yeah that's very cool um yes so everyone and go watch he, paradise he... pd currently available on netflix oh nice um shout out to waco <laughs> but they uh yeah but lisa now having like oh this is a way i can express myself yeah and that was the first time that was really given to her it's like you can create your own art as opposed to just you know uh, trying Especially to put crazy bebop into my country tis of thee. Yes. Yeah. And so at that point, yeah, I think that's a big change for her yeah. is seeing that I can talk that that moment with bleeding gums, realizing that she can talk to someone about her problems and she can deal with her problems by expressing herself through art. Yeah. And the joy that I mean, she's mm-hmm. you just see when she's finishing, she just smiles. Yeah. And that's just great. That and then you know when she sees bleeding gums at the end of the episode play her song, she's just smiling, smiling just beaming. And so it's it's this it's the saddest song mm-hmm. an eight year old girl at that point could right. possibly write. Yeah. But being able to express that sadness mm-hmm. brings her joy. Yeah, and I mean that was I think ties back to what we we're saying about how like when you are through those periods of depression or just deep sadness and you don't really have a understanding why it is hard to express it mm-hmm. and i think that's the big struggle yep. that lisa was having because she just even says to homer like you wouldn't understand and she doesn't yeah. get mad at homer no. for anything she's like his attempts to cheer her up and stuff she's yeah. not like no dad you don't understand she's just like look i know i'm not helping because i can't explain it so i'm not gonna be mad that you don't get it because i don't even really get it and she doesn't but she still understands that homer is trying and, and she, she, she literally that. says that to him yeah. she's she's like it means a lot to me i mean yeah. that's not her direct quote but she's right. like, you know it means a lot to me that you tried yeah she's like you didn't get it yeah but you tried to get and it that's... and you didn't try too hard you backed mm-hmm. off because yeah. that's the key too is when they're not getting it to back Which off homer was much better at uh in these earlier episodes oh this is before they made him a buffoon and yeah. a terrible father like he's really an amazing mm-hmm. thing there there's the one time he snaps at lisa for when sure. she's playing the saxophone yeah but and that's because he he's angry because he lost know? the video game no he doesn't choke Bart in this episode. That's right. He like stands menacingly over Bart and a shadow is cast over him. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't choke Bart That's in right. this episode. Hmm. Um, I don't know when the first time he chokes yeah, Bart is. Yeah, I don't know if he does but, prior to this episode, but but he yeah, so he doesn't, but he but other than that, yeah, because he tries, he's like, Oh, Lisa's sad. Mm-hmm. He's like, get on my lap and tell me about it. Yeah. And she's like, Well, the world is burning, it's a hellscape, yeah. you know, in her only year old world. And he's like, All right, well, ride the horsey and starts bouncing <laughs> yeah. his leg because he's just like, Yeah, he's like, This, this is, is all I know. This is what I know how to do this is all i got and she thanks him and the same thing like he initially is like hey stop making all that noise and Mm -hmm. then once he realizes that she's sad and do this and then you know they have this very tender moment and homer once again it's like look i'm trying and she's like i appreciate that you're trying we're just you don't get it and i don't get it and i don't know how to say it and you don't know Mm -hmm. how to hear it and yeah it's a yeah i think and i mean also if you think about it i mean we haven't really gotten a lot of insight into like homer's uh childhood oh not at all at this point point. um but what we know later from watching the series later on how grandpa simpson like when homer's growing up is 
kind of like, you know, treats him like, you know, that very stereotypical, you know, you know, masculine, like, oh, you, you know, you're a pussy if you don't do this kind of thing, basically. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I think that's why Homer doesn't know how to deal with emotions appropriately because he's been forced Never, to yeah. keep him. His mother also, left at a young age, yes. as we later learned. Yeah. His father was, you know, an even worse father than Homer yeah, turns out to absolutely. be in later episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and then we also see that Marge had a similar thing, like in her right. dream, like about how her mother is like telling her, just push all those emotions down and smile. <laughs> and yeah. like, oh, and which she tells Lisa to do at first. And then realizes once she sees where that leads Lisa yeah. to. And I'm assuming Marge at that point sees a lot of her own childhood yes. of people like taking advantage of her mm -hmm. niceness because it's like you can't stand up for yourself. You have to yeah. be nice. And then once again, and that's another huge breakthrough moment yeah. for Marge as a parent mm -hmm. and for Lisa as a child suffering through sadness is when her mom goes, hey – it's okay if you're sad. Yeah, like which is, we'll be sad. Yeah. We'll go through it with you. We're such gonna a have huge thing that, to hear. I would it, when I was talk was I like it was bringing tears to my eyes. Like it oh, was I got such it. a great yeah. moment. Like, There's a couple of moments. One mm -hmm. people rarely talk about the quality of acting in The Simpsons, and it's mm -hmm. not always. Yardley Smith has several line deliveries. She just crushes yeah. it when she first says when they why she doesn't want to play dodgeball because mm -hmm. i'm sad when homer burst in the room and mm -hmm. then she's like i'll just do the clicking and the right. tears are in her eyes and, and like you, you just hear, hear the it clicking in her voice. And it's just yeah yeah but then in the car when she looks at her mom and she's like i'm smiling because i want to smile yeah it's like that really got to me because when i was that age if truly somebody, heartwarming yeah if somebody could have just told me like it's okay that you're sad yes like it's not it's it's not ideal. That's mm -hmm. not the sitch, the state we would yeah. like you to be in. There's nothing we can really do to fix it. But she tells like it's okay that you're sad. Sometimes you're gonna, you're gonna be, be sad. sad, and then when you're not sad, we'll be there. Yeah, and we'll still love Whenever, you and we'll keep moving mm -hmm. on. And it's like, geez. yeah, that was such a great like I I've watched this episode fairly recently. Like aside from today, uh, I've watched it you know within the last like four to six months, mm -hmm. um, and I just for some reason that speech between Marge and Lisa just I think it's slipped the, my mind it's for the some heart reason. of the episode. Yeah. Everything after that is just kind of that's the lanyard. Right. Like that's really the apex of the episode. Yeah. That takes Lisa's story from being sad to she's learned how to express it mm -hmm. and then she's communicated with the people that she loves and yeah. her mom knows how to deal with it. By the way, if this was if for those of you watching on the Patreon who are getting the video feed, you <laughs> see that me and Jeff are both a little bit glassy eyed right yeah, now. I know. <laughs> yeah. Neither of us are crying, but we're both no. a oh, little yeah, bit glassy eyed. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just talking about this moment because it is very endearing. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and so yeah, just for I think that's I think for anybody at any point in your life, if you've never really been told that, um, just to like that it's okay if yeah. you're sad and then you can you know, we don't know how long that's gonna last and then when you're right. not sad. But we are gonna be behind you the we whole you. way. Yeah. Whatever you need, we'll be there if you need if you want us to be leave you alone, we can right. do that too. Yep. Like, that's whatever. what some people need. Yep. yep. Yeah. I'm one of those people. Uh, I think um. <laughs> I think uh one of the things that really makes this main storyline hit so well is because of how unimportant the B plot is with Homer and Bart like yeah, with you the could boxing completely match. Erase like, it. like it's interesting, it's fun, and it does have its own little like Bart and Homer relationship dynamic building stuff. Uh but it really is just so unimportant to the rest of the episode. It does yeah. not tie in at any point. Uh, and to the fact that we, the only time we've mentioned it is just to mention the, the funny names on the video yeah, games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that's 
on purpose because they're like, no, we want to focus on this Lisa story. And like, yeah, sure, we need Bart and Homer involved in some way and we need something else because, you know, we can't devote a whole episode. Like, it's kind of like some adding some comedic relief to this. Yeah, you know, and that's of part of it. Heavy too. episode. And yeah. some violence. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. some Which, you know, video hey, game yeah. violence. <laughs> um, do you have any more on Moaning Lisa? Um, I honestly could probably talk about this yeah, forever. I, I want to see if there episode. are any others that I had. Uh, real quick, look I over do, my uh, notes. You pointed it out, uh, but I've also pointed it out on Twitter before uh, that uh, one of the guys, uh, the guy playing keyboard uh, in Bleeding Gums' band, uh, looks just like disgraced New Orleans mayor uh, yeah. Ray Nagin. Spitting image. <laughs> Spitting image. Um, I don't. Uh, oh, the uh, when Marge says that Lisa's becoming a woman, and Homer goes, oh, so is this some kind of underwear thing? <laughs> and we're at a point of society, I'm at a point where I can definitely, uh, you know, talk about um, things that happen biologically with women, but if I ever need to delicately say it again, <laughs> uh, calling it an underwear, underwear thing. thing. Yeah. Um, um, oh, I like, uh, there's that moment where Bart and Lisa are trying to get Maggie go to go yeah. to they're like you know go to the one you love the most and like eventually Lisa just gives up because she's sad uh, and Bart's like yeah come to the one you love the most and Maggie goes up and hugs the television which is it's a beautiful little moment I love that Maggie has always completely understood all words being spoken to her <laughs> even though she is an infant child and can't speak herself she understands adult concepts very well she's like yeah, I'll go to the one I love the most. You two are crazy, so I'm going to go to the TV. Also, Bart, when trying to tempt her, had her rattle in his pocket for some reason. I saw reason. that, too. I yeah. was like, in his pocket? Okay. Uh, Homer, when he goes to the arcade and uh, by both the guy working there who's smoking when yeah. he gives him the quarters <laughs> and the mom who comes to pick up her child is shamed. Yeah. So this was a time when a grown man would be shamed for playing video yeah, games. Right, yeah. yeah. We were better off then. He was. He's our age <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, um another uh oh this is the only the second ever time bark bark prank calls mo oh yeah with uh jacques, jacques strap, strap. <laughs> ip freely being yeah. his first one and it leads to a moment you get several of them it's a thing that's become uh something people talk about on the internet but there's several in this episode of front-facing simpson shots yes a lot of them i've yes. noticed more, that I, in the earlier seasons mm -hmm. they do it a lot more um and it's a little jarring sometimes because just the way their features look in a single two-dimensional flat view. Like Homer, Marge, I think, is one of the strangest front-facing because her long nose just like it's just a circle in the middle. It's very strange looking. Also, you commented on a recent podcast that uh, you thought Marge's name, Bouvier, might make you South Louisiana. Mm. I always thought Bouvier was uh, – had kind of a tribute or an homage to Jackie Bouvier – Kennedy uh, Onassis. Yes. That's probably. So, that's probably. I don't know. That's case, what that always yeah. Uh When she's going to meet Pleadingums Murphy. Um, so this is one where they miss a chance to do a side gag, but she walks past a place and to show you she's in the bad part of town, it just says tattoos. Oh, yeah. Because a tattoo <laughs> yeah. parlor was a shady mm -hmm. thing yeah. uh, back then. And right. also that they did not take the chance to do a pop culture reference right. or a pun. It That's just says very, tattoos. That's uh, actually very surprising. I guess, yeah, I guess in these early days. Because now I'm sure, like you you mentioned that uh, when we're watching the new episode, uh, that uh, – you know, they have like whiteboard jokes where it's mm -hmm. just like, 
these are gags that we've come up with the idea and we'll just squeeze them. I'm sure they do that with the store names and, and all the yeah. businesses and stuff. So I guess by episode six of the entire series, they didn't have this a mass collection of you like know prime based uh, business names. Yeah, yeah, book names and shop names right. with them all. Uh, and one more line that I want to bring up, uh, and because I feel about this with the art that me and you tend to express ourselves mm-hmm. through, which is comedy. Right. But um, Bleeding Ums Murphy says to Lisa, the blues isn't about feeling better. It's about making other people feel worse. <laughs> and there's a lot of nights yeah. when I'm at comedy shows, and uh-huh. I'm like, that that's what this mm-hmm. is about, right? We're yeah. not really trying to make people laugh. That's an open mic, baby. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, anything else on Moaning Lisa? I think that's all I've uh, got To put on a it. bow on it, I just want to say, um, if you watch this episode, which you should if you're listening to this podcast, yeah. what kind of monster is right. How have you listening to this, this and not watching that episode? Um, yeah, I hope that you can get something from it with the way that Lisa deals with her sadness, with mm-hmm. the way that people around her deal with her and sadness. And the way they kind of grow to be able to handle yes. it. Yes, and... And and just one of the, I'm not going to be one of those who goes. Everybody go get therapy because therapy is expensive, right. and I'm, most of us listening to this podcast probably don't have insurance. I don't. So <laughs> no, no. But find a way to deal with it. Yeah. And it's going to be you might maybe you learn to play the saxophone. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you go do slam poetry. Please yeah. don't do that. But I mean, if that's what helps you, <laughs> uh, yeah. So just find a way to deal with it. And. Go to an open let, mic that I'm let not people hosting. Know, yes, go to an open <laughs> mic that I'm not at. Um, and let let the people around you know in the way that you feel comfortable letting them know. Mm-hmm. And just let them know that, you, that you're communicating the best you can. Yeah. And let them know when they need to back the fuck off, Yeah. Too. And I, I think that's one of the great things that Lisa does there. Yeah. It's like, she's like, look, I just need, I need some time. Yeah. I need some time. So. Yeah. All right. I think that's perfect. Uh, yes. Deal well, with your sadness, folks. Well, let's talk about uh, the new episode, which... Um, not a lot of sadness of, in this not one. Not a lot of sadness. Pick the winner. It does kind of tie in because it is about Homer trying to be a good father. Yes. So it kind of ties Because at this point, he'd this. stopped being a good father yep. and now was putting efforts yeah. into being a good father. And he does something that we just did to be a good father. He watches old television. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so this is season 22, episode 12, Homer the Father. Uh, this is from 2011. It's not... They, they stayed up all night coming up with... Yeah. They got this whole whiteboard full of gags but homer Homer, the father Homer the father i mean unless it's a play on a on something that we just aren't catching the reference on maybe an episode title of oh it actually could be a play on an old simpsons episode title uh as we saw when we were scrolling through to watch this, there was uh, loaning lisa yeah uh which i I was like we could do loaning lisa but the rules are it's randomly yep, selected, yep. but there's no, uh, no gimmicks here, yeah, guys. Yeah. This thing is not. I was rigged. tempted. I was tempted. We. It's fun sometimes to also look at what the episodes are called in other languages because of the way Ooh, the translation yeah, yeah, yeah. goes. Like there was no real good ones. Like there was some. It was like Lisa is sad or depressed. Mm-hmm. Lisa <laughs> yeah. in Spanish. There was no really crazy good ones, but yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe so, they did that. Maybe in like Mandarin, Homer the father means something. <laughs> it, it might be something actually very funny. Uh, the the. Two second version of this plot is basically that uh, Homer starts watching old sitcoms like from the 80s, uh, 70s and 80s uh, on TV and uh, sees how good uh, the son is on this one particular show because of the way the father is being. So he thinks I can make Bart better if I'm better. Uh, And so starts trying to do everything that is done on this uh, sitcom, which 
probably playing off of Cosby again a little bit because he's a dentist. Uh, yeah. And, and the, the father is a dentist on the sitcom. Uh, and he wears a very similar sweater. Uh, is white uh, but uh, or yellow. Um, and, and Homer, the thing he takes from that's, well, I have to wear that sweater. I have to wear that sweater. That was, yeah. was, he wears the sweater for mm-hmm. the rest of the episode. Because like, uh, clearly, clothes make the man. Yes. It's so one of the things I always love in the shows are the way the ways in uh, to get to the main plot and how they get there. And the main plot basically ends up being that Bart betrays the United States government by giving nuclear secrets to other countries, China included. Uh, and he, the reason that happens is because he wants a dirt bike because his bike falls apart. Homer won't buy it for him because in the sitcom, the kid wanted a baseball glove and the guy says, I'm not going to buy it for you. You have to earn it. And so he doesn't buy it for him. So Bart, he, he tells Bart that and Bart decides, OK, I'll earn it discovers "Mm, nuclear secrets that sounds lucrative (laughs) well first he tries to be legit yeah he tries uh well he he goes to lisa right because he the kid on the sitcom like er gets an a on a test yes so then he gets money and he's like you think homer would do this for me oh right and then he realizes he's like hey lisa you always get a's do they give you any money yeah and lisa's like no No. once again me identifying with lisa it's like oh so other kids get Mm -hmm. rewarded for good grades but i always get them the whole prodigal son type thing Mm -hmm. real (laughs) fair parents um and then lisa just with a great joke is like i've been doing this family's books for years (laughs) i take what i need i just take what i need and she says it with this almost like mafioso kind of like she she even puts her three finger her four fingers together (laughs) like the italian and you can see the live feed right now Mm. Um, yeah it's worth it for those of you contributing to the patreon you're really getting your money's worth today um (laughs) but uh yeah that's a that's a really great and that is actually a really uh, we laughed a lot in the first eight minutes or so of oh, this yeah. episode, like out loud laughing. There's a lot of good sight gags, a lot mm. of good just uh, overall when Homer jokes. is yeah when Homer is watching because it's a sitcom because and it's a thing that's real. You know, you have to start writing somewhere, and right. what people get famous for is not you know you're like oh Joss Whedon oh the guy from Buffy. It's like yeah, yeah. but he wrote Roseanne. Yeah, you know stuff like that. oh yeah yeah yeah. But that, that there's whole gag. they keep putting up uh, at the end of these episodes of this. Uh, waters run deep or yeah, whatever the uh, sitcom is. Something like that, yeah. It's a play on Waters. The guy's name's Waters. He's yeah. a dentist. Um, and I don't know. The dentist had nothing to do with Waters. I yeah. just re-emphasize that plot point. But they, it's like episode written by, and it'll be like David Chase, who yeah. created The Sopranos, or uh, directed by like, um, S- Steven Soderbergh. See, yeah. uh, and there's one that's like by David Mamet. <laughs> right. And, and then he's actually, and then they, they have, have him a David on. Mamet cameo. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually David Mamet. Uh, but I, he, I, they did have you him watch in the, the credits. credits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So David Mamet in this episode, where they do like an E true Hollywood stories of this you know, <laughs> smaltzy sitcom, and where the star like cusses out Mamet for everything being like too saccharine. And yeah. then Mamet's like, oh, that's a good idea, and starts like cussing himself and immediately writing the script for Glengarry Glenn Ross. Right. Um, but yeah, so. There was a, there was some good gags with that. Um, some quality, uh, a, a I guess wouldn't even be a C, probably like a D and E and F plot somewhere down there where Millhouse fit in. Oh right, yeah. Because uh, Bart, when he sees this like mini dirt bike, yeah. is what it's it's a bar, it's a dirt bike a ten year old could apparently ride on the streets of Springfield. Yeah, uh, with a helmet. He did have a helmet. That's true. The helmet came with the dirt yeah. bike. They were responsible. <laughs> it's very nice. Like that. Yeah, it's uh, twenty eleven. That's yeah. you know. But uh, Bart first says, that's the thing I'm going to die on. <laughs> yeah. And they do some flashbacks to Bart's early days in the series mm-hmm. when he was a daredevil. Right. That was his big thing. On the, yeah. He was always out on the skateboard 
doing risky things. And Milhouse looks up and sees overalls. Yeah, with like a big flower a big in the flower. center. And he's like, that's my new look. And Bart's like, those are girls' overalls. And Milhouse is like, I can make it work. Yeah. And anyone who's ever seen one episode featuring Milhouse knows exactly where this is going. Oh, yeah. Milhouse just, does try the overalls. Yeah, it's just a and, shot in the back. He just walks yeah, behind walks. Bart, and he's wearing the overalls, very confident. And then cut to him running away from Nelson, uh, I think, like, throwing sticks at him yeah, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> That's what he could find at the time. Um, yeah. I do like that um, Bart does actually get the A on the math test, too. Yeah, he studies yeah, he hard. His time in. He actually studied really hard, which also led Will, to another Willie, weird... Yeah. <laughs> dark thing with Willie, like Willie because Bart's sitting at the table with a hoodie on at night studying. With candles. Yeah, with candles. Outside the school. Which is very strange. Uh, and Willie sees him and he's like, oh, it's the playground ghost. And uh, he sees that it's Bart and he's like, oh uh, yeah, there's no such thing as a playground ghost. And then this child with a rake through him, uh, a ghost appears and he's like, how could you mistake him for me? And, and uh, what does Willie say? He's like, your smart mouth or whatever is what, what got, what got you your yeah. yeah. So Willie just admits to killing a child. Killed a child at some just point. Throw that in. Uh, I think, and they got some other good gags of which countries Bart was going to sell to. But I yeah. think the joke that was maybe the strongest joke in Ooh. here, or the one that definitely got the biggest, and not necessarily the biggest reaction from us. Reaction yes. doesn't mean laugh, but the biggest there was some laugh reaction from us. So Homer is reading old TV guide, yeah. a TV guide from 1986 mm-hmm. yep. when this show was on the air. Mm-hmm. The show that he's watching, the, right, the show um, we can't remember the name of. Waters, waters run deep, yeah, thicker than waters, thicker than waters. Thicker there than we waters. go. Waters pun in there somewhere. I was hoping John Waters was going to be in it, but <laughs> ah, we should be so lucky. <laughs> but they get to this and. Uh, Homer's like looking through it and he's like, Marge, would you buy a collector's plate from, from Thicker, Thicker Than Waters? Than Waters. Yeah. There we, God, we forgot it already. <laughs> Terrible show. Gonna write uh, it down. And yeah, we should have done that in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. It's too late now. Now it's a gag. Now it's a, now gag. It's a gag. We can't remember the name. Yeah. <laughs> But he looks, and so Marge is like, well, they don't still deliver. Yeah, still like, you can't anything. order anything out That's of that it. TV guide. It's 30 years old. And then Homer goes, yes, I can. I'm just going to write to them. It's like, let's look at the address. Like, One World Trade Center. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. episode, by the way, came out 2011. So only this 10 years. 10 years after 9-11. Not, yeah. Um, Which, and, I mean, you know, I feel 10 years right. is probably about where. But it was, it was, it was a bold choice by yeah. the Simpsons to make a, a World Trade n- Center like, they could have. There's so many other things. Like, they could have, like, I don't know, something else that uh, d- clearly doesn't exist, but not because of a terrorist And attack. it was very, like, very like, much I thought it was the, a funny joke. It was, fun- I, it and it was very it much in the background of not only it wasn't, like, a main plot point, right. but also it was – Homer's voice was also in the back, like, mm-hmm. you, like – the, almost he was, he was the other side of the room and they went immediately it. yeah so there was no time to react <laughs> yeah and they just went to something else so they knew mm-hmm. that they were taking a chance here yeah. i don't remember any there being any blowback either. on this i, I mean this is being a controversy 2011 i feel like is right in the middle of when people stopped watching and before people started watching again with the brand new episodes mm-hmm. so they might have just like through obscurity, <laughs> like we're yeah, able did to you, slip did, it in. Wow, well, we we should have looked up the ratings on this because I yeah. know the the Moaning Lisa got up. like thirteen point four, like just monster ratings that the show will no show oh, approaches yeah. these days. Like the Super Bowl gets these kind of ratings. Uh, people watched TV back then, but this, uh, yeah, it was a very bold choice to make a nine eleven joke, and that's another one of those two where I wonder if 
that was another whiteboard gag that they just kind of had sitting around because yeah, it wasn't important to the plot. Right. Uh, they like, just kind of threw it in there. Eventually, somebody has somebody writes a letter to this address to one of the World Trade Center yeah. buildings, and that it was. And then Bart, which is yeah, and then Bart actually does write letters. Yeah. Uh, and as he's trying to get in touch with these, because once the uh, Homer doesn't give him money for the getting an A, so he can't buy his dirt right. bike. Oh yeah, Homer left his security ID badge for the nuclear power plant at the uh, at the Quickie, Quickie Mart, Mart. It, with the greeting cards. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Apu brings it back and he's like, oh, you know, this security clearance card, like, you know, a lot of people would be interested in these nuclear secrets if and they'd be able to get them if they have this. And, da, 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 da. and then Apu lists off a bunch of people he doesn't care for, yeah. <laughs> uh, who he looks as bad operators, <laughs> what uh, are the... including any immigrants who came in after, after him, him including, including his, his children. children. That was a very funny line. Yes. Um, and that's what makes Bart go, yeah, oh. Bart overhears this. So he starts trying to be a good He's like, oh, I'm going to like get tight with Homer. Mm-hmm. And this leads to a wonderful montage where they're doing stuff together. Yeah. And there's a lot of – this uh, got a lot of laughs from us too mm-hmm. um, where they're just like, oh, just the two of us together. We're going to go uh, – you know, they try to run onto the field at a baseball game yeah, together. Uh, they get tackled and tased. They, they go to the bumper cars and yes. Homer's driving his actual, actual car. car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, there was some... What's great is the way that shot is framed is it's just kids playing bumper car – riding the bumper cars and you're like expecting Homer. Homer and Bart to just come in on the bumper cars, but then out of frame they just come swerving in uh, in the family car. It was uh, yeah, it was so it was funny. great. <laughs> and so all of this leads to Bart going to work with Homer, yeah. And he brings a hard because he's already got in touch with the uh, foreign government. Yeah. He decides China gives him the best offer. Right. Uh, and so he takes a hard drive. He gets all the nuclear secrets, which all he has to do is plug it into the computers, yeah, and it automatically it just, boom, loads. Just immediately downloads. To be fair, it's they a, might have written up some software that's on the that's, thumb drive. Yeah, that automatically. They might have done it. that. It's the Chinese government. They've probably yeah. Got or the, also, they're more than likely they're like, well, we don't need Bart having to come in and get, uh, <laughs> you know, figure out break codes right, and yeah. figure out passwords. Yeah, just plug it in. There it goes. Uh, big technology simple for plot points. Right. I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Especially uh, in a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We didn't need five minutes yeah. of Bart trying to figure out Homer's yeah. password and then figure out it's like jokes. password. Uh, yeah. Because then they would have had a cutout drive at a car on the bumper yes! car thing. <laughs> Which was fantastic. Uh, Probably a, one of my favorite a... visual gags I've I've seen recently. Yeah. It was just so – it caught me off guard so much. I Big belly laugh. Uh yeah, that's I, well, that was one of the things that I really liked about this episode is that it's just very silly. It's oh, like yeah. all of the jokes. Are, I mean, there's actually there's a lot of jokes, which for a season twenty two episode, uh, surprising actually. And jokes, not references. Yeah, jokes, actual jokes, visual jokes. Exactly, not like Saying another hey, thing remember another TV is not show? No, a not joke. at all. Not at all. Uh, I mean, you could argue, you know, so, like a lot of the stuff, there were reference stuff and reference points with like a lot of the sitcoms he was watching, and all the fake sitcoms and stuff right. like that. Uh, but those also just kind of worked on their own. Yeah. They weren't referencing an actual sitcom. They went to the trouble to come up with something mm-hmm. of that time. Yeah, more of this a, was a, a, it's similar to the way that not every Weird Al parody is making fun of a specific song or artist. Sometimes they're genre parodies mm-hmm. where this is just making fun of ska in general and not... A specific ska Weird Al, song. the only person ever to make fun of ska. Everyone else <laughs> respects it. Mm, yeah, not everyone I've ever had a relationship with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> except my ex-wife, actually. Uh, <laughs> well, there we go. Yep, there it is. Boy, another piece of the puzzle on that relationship. <laughs> she liked ska. Yeah, yeah, red yeah. flag. Or plaid yeah. flag. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> red plaid flag. Uh, 
But anyway, uh, yeah, that was uh, it. Was just a fun episode, which yeah. After watching it immediately after moaning Lisa was kind of fun. Right, I'm glad. Cleansing. Yeah, and we both were like, okay, cool. I'm glad we got uh, just a real lighthearted romp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just uh, because... a fun, goofy episode, mm-hmm. and I like that as much as I love episodes like moaning Lisa or other episodes where there's just a little bit of heart in it. A good, just silly from top to bottom episode is great. The plot is so absurd and over the top that, that you don't you, have to worry about finding exactly. holes in it. Like yeah, when Bart like, writes okay. to the foreign governments, oh. he handwrites letters and he puts <laughs> like puts like China, the Chinese White House, <laughs> yeah. and then like Iran, the, <laughs> the Iran- Iranian White House, House which and is that's just so yeah. funny. <laughs> and then he yeah, puts him in his bag to go to the mailbox, and he climbs out his window, and the mailbox is literally outside, right outside of his house. Yeah. So it's uh just it's a silly episode. Yeah. And the show, while it can be brilliant at mm-hmm. times, sometimes, yeah, it's just nice to find a... It wasn't... A, I wouldn't a, say... I don't want to call it a dumb one, but just yeah, a fun just one. Fun. Which, just it kind of was like that 19... Or not 19, but like season 8, season 9, like right, you know, right on the edge of the golden years, where it's like, yeah, these are good episodes, and they're a lot of fun. And I mean, I wouldn't say that this is the same caliber as that, but yeah. the idea that it's like we're just going to do an over-the-top, ridiculous, fun episode, and we're just going to have a blast. And it's like, are is... you on? Co- are you on board with Bart selling nuclear secrets to four governments? <laughs> yeah. All right, then everything else for is going to make sense. Bike. For a dirt bike, they, yes. they give him the dirt bike for the nuclear secrets, and not like, oh yeah, give me a million dollars so no. I can buy a dirt bike and other things. He literally just wants the dirt bike, which, which is, is a very very 10 year old yeah. this is my id pure of I heart like this. even though he's yeah. doing something horrible uh he's still just a child and he's yeah. like no i just want the dirt bike that's it not even like can i have two dirt bikes which no, does which happen though because homer does buy him one because he's being such, such a, a nice son. son and, and that's when his crisis of conscience mm-hmm. comes in so he goes back to the zoo yes because that's he, where he was making the deal that's where he's doing the drop mm-hmm. uh was right by the panda exhibit which they a nice little visual gag. They have a sign. Please do not ask the panda to do kung fu. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Uh, Homer wondering why. Children oh, go right to the by zoo. the pandas, he's dealing with the Chinese government. Yeah, that oh, just okay. caught it. All right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Jeff's gonna listen to this episode in two weeks and be like, "Oh my gosh, you dumb idiot!" She <laughs> was sad the whole time. Uh, we're um, yeah. It's uh, I recommend this episode for yeah. Simpsons fans who, if you stopped before I agree, uh, twenty eleven or when the first came out, and you're mm-hmm. looking for just a good random one to go to, yeah. Uh, Homer the Father, a quality episode. Yeah, it's good fun. Just a lot um, of good gags. Uh, yeah, the and the acting is actually pretty good, which is a thing I've noticed has changed not necessarily gotten worse but it's gotten different mm-hmm. um and yeah this was fun i didn't even it was i was having so much fun there's watching like, it does this even have a b plot there's God, nothing else it? really going on i don't think there is because it's yeah just it's bart kind of it's kind of like i guess the, the b plot is like it's kind of too it's plot a and plot a one yeah because it's homer watching these shows which he's kind of watching with lisa so that's her involvement um so he's it's homer getting obsessed with these 80 shows and bark doing the dirt bike and these things come together yeah but they're both just really they are and they're very dependent on each other too yeah one couldn't exist without the other so So there's some little things like the willy thing and the millhouse thing yeah but there's really it's not a b plot you just kind of have two a plots that kind of come together in the end which is very interesting because it's kind of deviates very much right. from the Simpsons formula. Uh, but it does definitely stick to that very ridiculous, hey, 
we're going to start with this very simple, basic idea, and then we're going to ramp it up bike. to a million. Yeah. yeah. Like, how does he get the bur- dirt bike? Sells nuclear secrets yeah. to China. Like, that's just... So- and the thing is, that's one of the beauties of this show, because they... Because it's animated, mm-hmm. and so they have so few limitations that they can just make all of this. Yeah, you're just like, oh, he, you know, he needs to be in China. All right, we'll draw a panda. He's in China. Exactly. Now. Uh, yeah, they don't like, have to. That's go why they didn't really suffer location. with the, yeah with yeah. budget cuts because right. they're everybody else. The shows are getting slashed, and they're mm-hmm. just like, okay, we need the Simpsons to go to Australia. We'll draw a kangaroo there in yeah. Australia. Mm-hmm. Now. We're yep. all done. <laughs> we'll have Hank Azaria do an okay Australian accent. <laughs> yeah, good enough. So they're, uh, yeah, and that's one of the things with this where. It, I like it when they sometimes they just go crazy with it. Right. Where like the we have no bounds because we're animated and it gets over the top. But this where you I think this is a great use of that same yeah. thing where you can be like we like we just want to go from yeah you just throw out a silly thing like okay what's a basic plot you know this is us workshopping and like yeah. Bart wants to get a dark bike okay, okay great cool. how does it happen and you're like all right he starts a lemonade stand okay that's yeah. one and you throw out like realistic things you know he buys a lottery ticket Does chores but then he has to figure out how to cash it in yeah, yeah all these things and then and then you're like okay as you're gonna do in a writer's room you're mm-hmm. gonna start trying to one up everybody yeah. and ramp it up and eventually it's like he sells nuclear secrets and right. it's like how do we get there. And once again, probably, you know, go into that whiteboard where they have Homer gets obsessed with 80s sitcoms of right. becoming a dad. And they're like, a lot of this is like, well, if we take A and B and C mm-hmm. and put them, and together, them together, we've got an episode. Yeah. Which was. I, I'm assuming that's how. We've, we're behind the scenes, guys. Yeah. This is me and Jeff telling you <laughs> yeah. how they make The Simpsons because clearly we know. Schwarzwelder is actually here uh, hanging out. He's He's been slipping us notes on how uh, Simpsons <laughs> episodes are written. I don't even know if he wrote this uh, this episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was kind of refreshing just to have a good fun time. The very strange ending uh, to this it's kind episode. of abrupt. Yeah, and... the James Lipton. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, actor the, the studio yeah, so, ending, which is like yeah. post credit or mid credits or something like that. Basically, two episodes with non traditional endings. Yeah. So this one, the newer one, it does that. Yeah. So the the sitcom that Homer had become obsessed with and was modeling his fathering skills on, they have uh, they're doing a behind. Behind the actor studio, mm-hmm. which is not really how that show works. You don't have a whole cast on there, <laughs> yeah. and it's not yeah. digging for. But anyway, yeah, it was almost. They more got like, James Lipton. This is how they made yeah. it work, and yeah, and it's just him kind of you know going after the cast and trying to get one of the characters who's clearly moved beyond the show but needs a check. Right. Uh, and she's and, holding a Bible. Yeah, she's holding a Bible. Like, she's and clearly a crucifix, like, yeah. and they yeah, and then the dad like there's a wig of with like everybody. Her hair. Oh yeah. yeah, and it just. And then including James, the dog, the guy yeah. says he had sex with the dog and just gets like really dark and weird. And so that was probably yeah. another whiteboard thing that was yeah. up there that super weird. Somebody was like, all right, Daryl, we're going to let you have your James Lipton yeah. guy has sex with a dog thing. <laughs> it was probably somebody like ran into James Lipton at like some sort of like event or a bar or something. And was like, and he probably was like, I would like to do the television series again. <laughs> and they're like, all right, we'll like, write all right, you cool. in we're on gonna, this one. We're going <laughs> to make you be in a scene where the guy, talks about how he had sex with a dog yeah also how about that james lipton impression i just did <laughs> that was absolutely horrible uh, was he australian uh, yeah Couldn't i just tell. i just made my voice slightly deeper and slower that was it that's how most people do an impression of me 
Uh, I'm Andrew Hewlett. Yep, yeah, that's there it. it is. They just think, they, I just enunciate and speak deeper. And they're like, yeah, that's me doing Andrew Hewlett. I nailed it. Um, so your Andrew Hewlett is very similar to your James Lipton, yeah, which, which I know. get all the time. Yeah. I, I but know. no, so this one ended that way. And then the first one ends. Um, so they go to the Jazz Hole, which is the name of the jazz club in Springfield. I love that. Fantastic so much. Which name. there's that um, place where a lot of people get married here in New Orleans, um, uh, Rosie's Jazz Hall. Hall yes. And I so often call it Rosie's Jazz Hole. And it Good just, for you. yeah, and it's by accident just because I'm so used to the Jazz Hole. And uh, God, it's so it's funny so saying Jazz, jazz Hole. hole. <laughs> <laughs> also, Rosie Jazz Hole is. Uh, uh, oh, that, that's your roller derby name right there. <laughs> So, yeah, but the the Simpsons go to see Bleeding Gums mm-hmm. and uh, featuring Ray Nagin, yeah. and probably one of the Neville brothers right. uh, there, and um, the Lisa's enjoying it. Homer's outraged that he's compared to an animal. And then at the end, they don't play the Simpsons theme. They just roll the credits yeah. and Bleeding Gums, and the band continue to just play out Lisa's mm-hmm. uh, second grade song. Yeah, uh, Lisa sings, a, I can't remember. Uh, it's on Simpsons Sing yeah. the Blues, an album yeah. that I own, as well as um, Let's oh. Get Simpsonic, another album that I own. I'm trying to um, remember. Yeah, my sister had the cassette of Simpsons Sing the Blues. It had that. It had um, Is it Do the Bartman. It had I'm in Big, Big Trouble. Some... Yes. Uh, oh. It was the second track. The Lisa song was the second track like... after Do the Bartman. I can't think of the name but, of it. Yes. But they... Yeah, they just do that over the credits is the song, which was also kind of nice that, you know, you just got to – because the band sounded good. Yeah. The guy, I think his name's like Ron Thompson or something who plays Bleeding Gums Murphy can sing. And so it was nice just to sort of get this song to sort of take you out and get kind of – I don't know. I felt that made me feel – because this was a thing where at the end Lisa's with her family. She's happy. And we sort of carried that into like abruptly going into – I don't know. It just – it made me feel a little better at the end of the episode. Yeah, so. I agree. Uh, Moaning Lisa Blues. Moaning Lisa Blues. Yeah, Moaning indeed. Lisa Blues was it. Uh, it was after Born Under a Bad Sign. Ah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it was nice. Uh, it was a great normally, two, two quality episodes if you had, here. If you had to rate uh, this Homer the Father on a, let's say, a grading scale, like A through F, okay. uh, like school grading scale, what would you give it? I'm giving this like a B plus. I would say so too. It was really fun. It's one of those where I wouldn't put it up there with my all time favorite like For iconic sure. Simpsons episodes. But if I was just you know randomly, like if I still had cable and I was like, like flipping through the dials and yeah. it was the one that was on at 7:30 in syndication, yeah, I'm watching it. For sure, absolutely. I and yeah. getting real excited, but like, oh man, I can't wait for the part where they drive the car onto the bumper car. And drink. <laughs> so, That's gonna be so good. So goddamn yeah. funny. Yeah, I uh, I really like that. Uh, it's I don't know thunder distracted me. Uh, I, I have the attention span of Homer Simpson, uh, but um, yeah, I think if I were to try to make a list of one episode from every season that someone should watch, I haven't watched the rest of season twenty-two, uh, or if I have, I don't remember it. Uh, but I would say this is probably a very strong contender for yeah. being like here's your season twenty-two. And episode. it's it's nice and random to if for someone who has never watched The Simpsons. I think you could catch up on, you know, home, this is Homer. This is everyone's role. Yeah. That's how they fit in. There's not really, they don't really make any use of any secondary characters other than a, the brief Millhouse and Willie yeah. aside. Yeah, that's uh, Nelson, true. Nelson. You know, just Nelson doesn't he, even have a line. He doesn't even have a line. Just yeah. chases uh, Millhouse in the So there, I guess there's kind of that part you need to know that Nelson's the bully. But yeah, it's, yeah. if not, you put that together. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Just a so, big kid running out of firm with. So if you have stick. not watched uh, Moaning Lisa, 
uh, in years. Go back and watch it. It's a fabulous it's episode. It's so good. And it's, I, I it's forgot fun how to see good it was. How it ages. And just to see, it's really how, it's it's sometimes like when you listen to old music or old comedy mm-hmm. to think, you put yourself in that time and go, oh, but at the time, this was huge. Yeah. This was groundbreaking. For an animated primetime show, which, okay, that was the only one, but just for a <laughs> primetime show or an animated yeah. show to actually deal with like sadness it's and depression. In, yeah, and in and, and, through and the a, eyes of a child. Through the eyes of a child and not make anything seem weird or mm-hmm. bad. And then the solution isn't really, it's at the end, it's not like, okay, and now she's happy forever right it's, it's just like you've learned how right to now. cope with your yes, sadness yes the coping and yeah it's being able coping to deal it's not you don't solve it you don't eliminate it. you just yeah. cope it and so it holds up very well i agree and if you for someone who's older i think definitely if you can sort of remember like just the way that society looked at sadness mm-hmm. and depression and treatment and everything in 1990 yeah you can appreciate how groundbreaking this was this was the sixth episode they ever did they were like let's do depression right now right (laughs) like so when they made this the show had probably not started airing yet yeah that's true they didn't they didn't know like what their you know what their reaction was so they yeah they took a huge chance on this and then for those of you who are simpsons fans or who just want to just laugh for 22 minutes Mm -hmm. watch homer the father yeah because it's a gem i enjoyed it yeah i would definitely watch it again so i think the the whole point of this podcast is we find an old episode we love and then we shit on a new episode yeah but here we go guys yeah well it's a couple of winners it's not so much guaranteed shitting it's yeah let's see i it's let's watch with open eyes and, and there's definitely see. you know the 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 animation is crisper. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little weird at more times. Psych I think gags. yeah, a lot more psych gags, uh, which I'm fine with. Um, but I uh, I do feel that most of the newer episodes lean too heavily on references and psych gags, and this one and that it's not. basically which is go watch Family Guy. Like yeah. <laughs> there's already a show that does. There's that. like an A Team joke. That's about it. Yeah. And but this episode actually had a lot of good written jokes, as you said, and not just you know references, which kudos yes <laughs> yeah well i think that probably wraps up everything. i think we've yeah. enough uh well andrew thanks so much for doing the podcast thank you for glad having I got me you on. Glad yeah and be on here. good call on mona and lisa i'm glad you picked this one that uh oh i don't know if i could have picked a better one this was great so this is uh for those of you who keep it this was like you know we do a lot of first when you're watching an early episode i believe first pod this is the closest uh jeff has come to crying on a podcast yeah so i think far. so We're yeah. Gonna, yeah 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 And I've been on several, so. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks so much. Uh, Where can people find you uh, if you want them to find you? I'm on all the social medias at Andrew Heelan. Um, I think most of them are public, so you can just, like, follow me. Uh, We'll link to it in the show description. And uh, I used to run a lot of shows. Now I run one show, but it's amazing. It's called I'm Listening. It's a great show. Uh, I love that show. And me and Isaac Kozell play Bad Pop Psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have uh, the whole premise is that we're doing that. And then we have our patients who are all comedians. They come on and we uh, do these fun therapy games with them. It's so much fun. And I think a lot of people think that it's going to be a very, oh, we're going to get inside the mind of the comedian. It's We're we're goofing. And we're having fun. You guys also handed this me a gun time one time. We you know? did, it wasn't a real <laughs> it gun. It was a BB it was gun. A, it was Jeff a BB didn't gun. know. He doesn't anything <laughs> I about did guns. not. I was he, very he, afraid. <laughs> it's, it's, I've, if you've ever seen a human being try to crawl out of their own skin, uh, it's literally what Jeffrey did when he saw me approaching him. Oh, yes. Not pointing a gun. I just yeah. Anyway, yeah, there's um, – and 
So the comedians who come on, like Jeffrey, who are willing to be open-minded and take a chance and go on this weird little journey with us, it ends up in some amazing places. Uh, But at the same time, we... We we make ourselves by me and Isaac. We are the butt of the jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're the dummies, and we treat uh, therapy with respect. So yeah. for those of you who those of you who think you're going to get a real therapy session, you're not. And for those of you who think we're just going to that go- were in town for a therapy convention, right? We've had actual therapists at, at the, the show, show and who enjoy have come it. and enjoyed it. Yeah, and so and that's the thing is we do want to we do we don't we want to kind of goof on the concept, but we don't want to make people think that you shouldn't take right. therapy seriously. Yeah. And and people who actually are in therapy have been on our show. And right. so it's, yeah, we don't, it's it's fun, people. Yeah. Come see I'm Listening last Friday of every month. Yeah. Voodoo Lounge. You can check out exactly when it is on 504comedy.com. Ah, you beat me to plug in your own thing. Good job. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Jeffrey, thank you thanks for having me. Thanks so much me. for being here. Yes. This was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks to uh, Dankmas for the theme music. Uh, and uh, we'll see you in two Tuesdays.